This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 20th, 2021. Behind the music, presence. Well, good morning, Connection Community Church. Looks a little weird up here, doesn't it? I am flying solo today. No, I'm not giving Alan, I'm not, like I'm his boss, but, you know, he doesn't have the day off because it's Father's Day. He has no voice. And so here I am. And, you know, it's a really funny thing that happens because we work really hard all through the week to prepare the message. And, you know, it went through a couple edits and it was fine. And then this morning when he says to me, Carrie, I can't talk, I'm like, well, that was our message. It's not my message, it was our message. And so at six o'clock this morning, it's probably the first time in my 30 years of ministry, I'm writing a sermon. So here it is. It's half his and the rest mine because it's just the way the Holy Spirit works. Amen? Amen. Well, this morning is week three of our series entitled Behind the Music. And in this series, we're looking at songs that we sing here in worship. And we look at their biblical background, and we see how we can apply that to our everyday lives. Today, we're going to focus on Holy Spirit. It's the song that we just heard a moment ago. I just loved all the music today, you know, rest on us holy spirit and holy spirit you're welcome here and so um, i'm excited to be before you this morning my name's carrie jones and i'm a sinner that's been saved by the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ before we pray together i just want to say happy father's day to those of you who are here we hope that you are going to enjoy the car show out there, or you have already. Man, a guy named Gene Hall, we're partners with Daniel and Hutchison Funeral Home. He just said, I want to make this happen, and boy, did he make it happen out there. So it's really, really awesome. I also want to give a shout out to Sarah Ward. She and her friends Anna and Payson, thank you, thank you. They spent the day on Lake Street at an event yesterday called Lift Up Lake Street. And it is to bring recognition to some home repair that's needed in our community and to just be a good community outreach. So you guys, thank you so much for spending the day out there and representing Connection Community Church. We are so grateful for you. The other thing I wanna say is, uh, when some of you were here early and you heard Spirit in the Sky, you know, it was like the band was really, really rocking. And some of you might say, man, what is that doing in church? Or gosh, rock and roll. Well, you know, it came out in 1969, so it really is our music, Spirit of the Sky. And it was just fun. So anyway, I want to open up today to pray together. And it's a prayer that we pray to the Holy Spirit. If you've been on a weekend retreat called Walk to Emmaus or Chrysalis, we start every talk with a prayer to the Holy Spirit. What, that, what we're asking is for the Holy Spirit to open us up so that we can receive the word that God has given the speaker. And so the words are on the screen. Let's pray this together. 
Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit. The song that we'll be singing together at the end of this service, it's a song that was written by um, a husband-wife team, Brian and Katie Torwalt, and they're part of Jesus Culture. It's a Christian revivalist movement out of a church. Um, it's called Bethel Church. In fact, Rest On Us comes out of of Bethel. It's a song that was released in 2011. So it is 10 years old. It's been recorded and released by uh, several well-known artists, Katie Joe or Carrie, Carrie Job. She spells her name the same way I do. Ooh. Shane and Shane, uh, Francis Batticelli. She won a Grammy for it. Uh, Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance in 2016. So this song is is well known in the Christian community, and we have also sung it quite a bit here at Connection Church. Holy Spirit was one of the first songs that Katie and Brian wrote, and it all started because of the words of a hymn that got into Brian's head, and he just, he kept replaying and replaying and replaying words. I wish I knew what that hymn was, but have you ever had a song get stuck in your head? Yeah, that's what happened. And so he would randomly sing it, and to him it felt like a prayer to the Holy Spirit. So he's a songwriter, duh, he writes a song about this. And he had his own church in mind. He never dreamed that it would be sung for now a decade by churches across the planet. Let's take a look. Verse 1. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing, no thing can compare your, our living hope, your presence, Lord. This is all-out adoration of the Lord. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. I mean, nothing ever. Those are passionate words. I mean, just think about that. Let's just sit with that a moment. Nothing could compare. Nothing can come close. I tried to imagine this at 6.15 this morning as I was looking at this again. And I'm thinking, well, in human terms, I, I don't know. Okay, so what would it be like? So our bank account could never come close to the bank account of Elon Musk or Warren Buffett. My ability to run could never come close to that of Florence Griffith Joyner. My singing ability could never come close to that of Stephanie or Courtney or Devin. Nothing can come close. Nothing worth more. Nothing to your presence, Lord. Nothing more. Nothing can come close. I'm going to use three O words 
to try to hone in on this a little bit more. Nothing can come close to the omniscience of God. Omniscience is God's complete and total, unlimited knowledge, awareness, understanding of all things. Nothing can compare to that. Nothing can compare to God's omnipresence. God is present everywhere at the same time. I don't get it. It just is. Nothing can compare. That just that blows my mind, by the way. Um, nothing can compare to God's omnipotence. God's unlimited, infinite, that's a good word, infinite power and authority. Nothing. Omni means all. So just think about this. This omni-God, this all-God, this everything God brought you into existence and brought me into existence because he loves us. Because he wants desperately for a relationship with us. The lyric continues by saying that God is our living hope. We use the word hope a lot. I hope it's not too hot today at 5 o'clock so that we can eat outside instead of inside. Now, Kyle, my son-in-law, was here and said, no, nope, it's already too hot. We're going to eat inside. But um, I hope that this message lands somewhere in your heart and that God uses it. When I use hope in that way, it's like a wish. The Greek term for hope means, when we look at it in a Christian context, an eager, confident expectation. That hope is a confidence in the promises of God. It's like, it's not like, I hope God uh, fulfills God's promises. It's this eager expectation that God will and does. That's what hope is. Living hope. It's connected to God's faithfulness, not ours. God is the one who always fulfills God's promises. And living hope of a believer is not only living, but it's lively. It's alive. It's not dead end. It's energizing. It's active. It's deep, deep, deep in the soul of a believer. Our living hope, it originates from the resurrected Jesus. Death could not hold him. The grave was empty. I don't know about you, but like, how can that not make our hearts sing? Our living hope is in Jesus. Psalm 33 in the Old Testament um, shares about living hope. Take a look at this. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Think about shield, protection. I like that image. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. Say the last line with me. For our hope is in you alone. Wow. Verse 2 of the song. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, your presence, Lord. Tasted and seen the sweetest of loves. That imagery is just 
wow, it's kind of, it's so beautiful, isn't it, Terry? Yeah, kind of takes my breath away. And perhaps this, this verse, this one line in this verse, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, for me, that's the whole song. It really speaks to me. For me, I, I see where my heart, my relationship with God gives me freedom and it releases me from shame that wants to wreck my life because that's the evil one speaking lies into me. The dictionary defines shame as this. It's a feeling of humiliation or distress, ca distress caused by our conscious awareness of those things we've done, and I'm adding a Christian spin, that are contrary to God or God's will for our lives. That's shame. We talked about this last week not shame specifically, but an illustration where Adam and Eve were in the garden, they ate the forbidden fruit, their eyes were open, they ran away and they, were, they hid. They knew that they had disobeyed God. They felt guilty. So I was thinking this morning about guilt and shame. Guilt and shame, they're twins. And they were both born in the garden just moments apart. They're not identical. Guilt usually is tied to an event. Um, I did something bad. Shame is tied to a person. I am bad. Do you see the difference? Guilt and shame. For me, it's easier to get over guilt then it is shame because shame is deep, deep, deep. That voice of shame that wants to keep us in our sin, keep us imprisoned, keep us in a place where we feel like we're not worth it, we mean nothing, life isn't great. It's that shame that reminds us of our sin. And we have to consider, we have to counter that voice of shame with the gospel reminder that our identity is in Jesus. Our identity in Christ is that we're whole and we're new and we're loved and we're forgiven and we're adopted into God's family. You are a son of the Most High God. You're a daughter of the Most High God. Is there anything better than that? And you're adopted and nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. It's the love of God, the sweetest of loves. It's that agape, that unconditional, unearned, undeserved love of God that frees our sin-filled hearts, that undoes the shame that can consume our lives. It's the sweet love that allowed God to sacrifice his very best for us his one and only son on the cross to pay for our sins. If you've tasted and seen that sweetest of love, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, if you're like, I want some of that, just take one more step. Just have one more open. Just 
Stay focused. Stay. Keep your ears perked. Keep your heart open. Because that's what God wants for you. To experience the sweetest of loves. The chorus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. All right, so we're going to get a little theological here. Theology study of God. Okay, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Trinity three in one. It's a little tricky to understand. I'm going to give it a shot. The Trinity is God, three persons, Father, Son, Spirit. And it's not like God created, God the Father created the Son and the Spirit. They were there from the very beginning. We see that in the Gospel of John, the very first chapter, uh, first verse. Here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word, Logos, Jesus is the Word, and part of God forever. I remember the first time I saw this verse, like really saw this verse, I was taking disciple Bible study and I was in my mid-twenties, and I can remember reading this, and I was in my breakout group, and we're reading this, and it's like, what? What in the world? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. What is that all about? And I remember actually almost laughing, like, this is like circle, circle. Well, it's truth. <laughs> it's truth. In the beginning... Jesus with, was with God. Yeah, he was a baby in a manger, but that was God incarnate. And the Holy Spirit was there, too, in the beginning. My granddaughter in Texas goes like, Poof! that's what she does. And that's what I do when I think about this. Check this out. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Say the rest with me. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There you have it. Right there. The Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit right there in the beginning. Hovering. God in three persons, same yet different, and it is difficult for our minds to process, to handle. And so we try to, like, make analogies. And I remember in my other church, we'd have, you know, the children's time. Come on, kids. I'm going to teach you about the Holy Spirit. And they'd sit up there, and I'd say, so the Holy Spirit is, is like, you know, water. We have ice, and we have water, and we have steam. That doesn't really work because... It's the same, but it's different. I mean, ice becomes water. Water becomes steam. God the Father never becomes God the Son. Never, God the Son never becomes the Holy Spirit. It just falls short. So we've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One plus one plus one equals three, right? Wrong. One plus one plus one equals one. Absolutely. So there's a diagram that we have used here before, and it illustrates maybe a little bit, 
God, can we put the whole thing on there? Yeah, there you go. The Son is not the Father. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. The Father is God. God is the Holy Spirit. God is the Son. Is that helpful? <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. It is, it's still a challenge. But this is what we believe in faith. We accept the word of God and God's teaching. The Holy Spirit. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit to the disciples when Jesus was prepping them for the time that he would no longer be with them. And so in John chapter 14, and actually 15, 16, 17, he does a lot of teaching. It's like he pours a ton in in those last few uh, days with his disciples. Just like, wow, he hit a whole lot. And part of it's the teaching of the Holy Spirit. So here we go, John 14. If you love me, and this is Jesus talking. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father who will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The word cannot accept him. The world. No, the, he is the word. The world cannot accept him because it, is, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. All this I have spoken while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And so the Holy Spirit is our advocate, our supporter, the one who speaks on our behalf, teaches us, reminds us of all things. When I am at my lowest point at times... I, you know, I spend time with God and then the Holy Spirit reminds me of God's faithfulness. It's the Spirit, the advocate. The Greek word for advocate is, is paraclete. Paraclete is one who advocates, comforts, counsels, consoles. In Greece, it was often used for someone who would be, um, oh golly, my pages, where am I? There I am. Um, someone who would help in a court of law. And so this paraclete will come when Jesus is gone, and we read that, that it happens in the book of Acts, to speak on behalf of all believers, to bring them comfort, counsel, and consolation. Here's the really cool thing about the Holy Spirit. When we have times in our lives where we don't even know what to pray, we don't even know what to say. We might be so overwhelmed about a situation or feel so burdened or so hurt. The Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf. That is just, I am so thankful. When I think about the Holy Spirit's activity in my life, I think of the word power. Power. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us power, the power that I need to reject those sinful desires that creep in, the power to say no to sin and to ex accept that way out that God provides for each one of us by the Holy Spirit leading. 
as we give the Holy Spirit more control of our lives, he begins to do what only he can do, as Courtney sang, to shape us and grow us to look more like Jesus. The chorus, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord. So <clears throat> when we worship together on Sunday morning and other times, we often feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I've heard people say, boy, I could really feel the Holy Spirit today, or boy, the Holy Spirit was thick in that place. Well, I, I've said that too. I've said that too. But it's kind of interesting. As believers, once we're saved, once we accept Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, the leader of our lives, God resides in us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells in us and so that being said when we gather together the holy spirit's always there because the holy spirit's in us sometimes we are more aware of the holy spirit than other times and i think that that's when it feels like the atmosphere uh, gets thick but it's not like the holy spirit's hovering in the atmosphere the holy spirit's coming out of us and filling the atmosphere. And then we say, well, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Oh, yeah, come on in. The, I really had to think about this lyric. You're welcome here. Come, okay. What it means to me is that we have an openness. You're welcome in my heart. I'm not going to shut you out. You're already there. You're already there. But I'm going to acknowledge your presence and your power. You're indwelling in my life and we don't have to be together in this setting to experience that thickness of the holy spirit in our lives i can say alexa play no one but you oh i can't wait till we sing it again no one but you and man oh man i can sense the holy spirit just oozing and you know i feel like oh it's here but it's really me connecting to the Spirit in me. How about when we're in Bible study and we look at a scripture and somebody just gives us a different look at it. It's like, whoa, wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us. And by the way, that's a really good plug that it's important to study together because I, I do my own stuff and, and that's important, but when I'm with my fellow sisters in Christ, the Holy Spirit teaches us collectively in a really cool way and uses us. The bridge to this song says this, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. So Brian and Katie, they said when they wrote this that this was like what was most important to them. For me, the Holy Spirit puts me in a different place in the song, but for them, this is it, the awareness of the Holy Spirit's activity around them, the ex to experience the glory of God's goodness. 
the glory of God's goodness and not just experience it, but be a conduit to the goodness of God among others. God uses us to share that with other people. We say around here, um, you know, to be Jesus with skin on. And, and that's what you guys did on Lake Street yesterday. To allow the Spirit to use you for God's glory, sharing the goodness with anyone and everyone who we come in contact with. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. I'm really excited to sing this song in just a few moments with you and for those words to, to sink in, to lift up God, God the Father, the Son, God the Holy Spirit together. And this song is just a reminder of our posture to be present and open to the Holy Spirit in our lives that dwells in us. But it really is up to us because we can kind of close down, shut down, and say, nope, not today. Or we can say, okay, this is a, we talked about this last week, it's kind of a scary prayer, but do with me what you will. But that's never wrong. God's direction and God's plan for our lives is never wrong. In fact, if we don't go that way, it gets really messed up in our lives eventually. And so let us be open to the Holy Spirit taking over, flooding in us, and then that comes out and the atmosphere gets filled up and God's glory shines and the goodness of God. That's another song I really like, the goodness of God. That's what our hearts long for, to just be plugged in and to be in the presence of the one who created us and made us and gives us a purpose and a plan. Overcome by the Lord's presence, to open our heart to the presence of God's Holy Spirit. And it's up to us. It's up to us. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so, so much for sending us the advocate, sending us the comforter, sending us the convictor, the one who holds us close and draws us to you. Holy Spirit, dwell in each one of us. Open us up that we would be changed and transformed by your love. Thank you that we together get to encourage one another by being here together to today, those online. And we just thank you, Lord. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church.
connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.